0: Welcome back to the Sully Scoop, where three lifelong Husker bros dive in-depth on all surrounding the new era of Husker football, where our cups never run dry of the roulade under head coach Matt Rule, made by fans for fans, with J-Sull, and t The Sully Scoop is the official Nebraska Cornhusker football podcast brought to you by Big Banter. Welcome back to the Sully Scoop. You're here with J. bsel B. and T. and here on the Sully Scoop, your favorite corner Oscar podcast. We are got to break down this loss in Madison to Wisconsin, a game that I, I truly put on the coaching staff.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, J. this, this one definitely goes on the coaching staff. Horrible play <laughs> calling down the stretch. We, we played scared in the fourth quarter and we got burned from it. I mean, we yeah, went from you the played scared throughout the
2: second and third quarter there T cell
1: and the fourth quarter too we played scared yep. we played we played like we didn't want to get burned we didn't want to lose we played for overtime and ultimately we got burned when overtime came around
2: absolutely when you when you break down this game uh the Huskers outplayed the Badgers throughout the entire game regardless of what it looks like there, Wisconsin did shut us out pretty much through three quarters of play. Granted, we had the missed field goal at the end of the half. You had the miss, or you, we had the made field goal. When apparently we decided we were going to play for overtime for whatever reason. it's it's asinine. And for Matt rule to come out here and I am still drinking the aid. I'm a big supporter. I Makes think one he's going to build it. Exactly. I understand where you two are at. What I don't understand is for him to come out after the game and say, listen, we did what everybody wanted us to do last week against Maryland here. Yeah, different situation. Against Maryland, against Maryland, you are tied. You kick the field goal there. You don't need a quarterback who hasn't played at all this season to come in and try and throw a game-winning touchdown. What you don't do is you don't run 90 seconds off the freaking clock with three timeouts and kick a field goal to go to overtime when you haven't done a damn thing in three quarters. It made no sense to me. You get a good drive going. You've got 90 seconds, three timeouts. That's plenty of time. Make Take a couple shots at the end zone. What's the worst that happens? He throws another interception. Guess what? Lottie freaking die You'll still be five and six at the end of the day like we are now.
0: Absolutely. That is not how you handle the end of the game. You got so much time. What happens if you go to overtime? You still have to score the ball and you're at the same spot. This is an opportunity where it's you against you got to fall back in a field goal. Okay, you don't just settle from the 20 yard line with a minute 30 left and three timeouts. That is giving up on the game. And I do want to say going back to last week. Yes, it's a tie game, different scenario. You're at the five yard line. Take a knee for all I care and waste as much possible clock as you can and then kick the field goal. But this game is different. You're down. You gotta. You have to score the ball. If you get a touchdown, you win the game. You can always fall back to the field goal, but you don't just settle for a field goal right away. And another thing about last week, why are you passing with your third-string quarterback? He was not working with the ones he hasn't gotten any reps in practice with the ones he's not running game speed with them. He doesn't know what game speed with them is. This is the first week that he had real reps with the number ones at practice. And I think it showed in the first quarter, especially, and then all of a sudden the wheels fell off and the coaching, you know, the play calling changed and all of a sudden there was zero confidence. And I got to tell you, Chubba Purdy can run.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think Purdy showed a lot there. At T, so give me give me one second because I just need to I need to bring this fact up, and then I'll let you get your your tidbit in. Do you guys know the last overtime game that Nebraska won? It's been a long time. You have to go back to twenty fourteen when we beat Iowa in overtime. There have been seven overtime games since then, including this one against Wisconsin. Seven. We are. in those games. Now, everybody is going to point to the fact that under Scott Frost and, you know, you go back to Mike Riley and everything, we struggled in one-score games. I get that. And we've struggled here down the stretch in one-score games. But there's no reason that this game went to overtime. You had the opportunity to have the ball last and basically score or, or don't and and that's what it should have come down to. The team had nothing to lose at this point. You had an opportunity to say, "Listen, this is our first win against Wisconsin in 9 years. This is our first one-score win in the last 3 weeks that we've gotten we've given the game away the last 3 weeks, including I have Wisconsin lost, here."
0: I <laughs> have lost all faith I had in Rule at this point just based on that coaching at the end of that game. He is a terrible clock manager and a game manager.
1: Well Jay so it's more than just that and and B so I agree with you we shouldn't have been playing for overtime because we don't have good luck in overtime. It's why if I was the head coach, we I would never have played for overtime because I know we're going to lose if we go to overtime, especially on the road in Madison. I mean, that's a tough environment as it is, and those those fans were electric. And our team is not prepped for that. We can't win road games. We haven't won road games in years our only road game on the, on the year that was a win was Illinois. And that's not exactly a hostile environment. And our only road game last year that was a win was Rutgers. Another game. That's not a hostile environment. So I'm putting that on the coaching got soft and, you know, going back to what Jay Saul said, I think that Matt rule based on what he said after the game, he's our Mike, he's Mike Riley. He's literally Mike Riley. And Hey, you could make the argument, Mike Riley, was better than Frost. So technically, is he improved than Frost? Sure. But you're not going anywhere with Mike Riley. You might have a random nine and three season, but then you're going right back down to the dump where he came from. That's what we did. Now,
2: now, if, no, no, hold I got to no, argue that part with you. No, 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 Mike no, no, Riley, no, Mike Riley is completely different than Matt Rule. You're yeah. talking about Matt because Matt Rule is a guy who has proven success and building a program so back. He beat some what? top five teams. Okay. Ooh, he beat some top five teams. When was the last time Mike Riley took a program that hadn't won a game? How um, many championships is Temple Rockin' with? in
0: two years? How many championships is Temple Rockin' with how many Big 12 championships did Baylor get with him? Exactly. We can go. How did Carolina go? For? That's a he, weak conference, by the way. He is on par with Mike Riley. And I do want to say that I believe Mike Riley went to a bowl game in his first year, and it is looking like with Rose Ro Collini recruits. Doesn't matter doesn't matter. Doesn't well, my, matter. my
2: point
1: being is this. You're Mike Riley's better. first season. Mike Riley's first season. He came in and was losing close games. Games that Bo Pelini's teams would pull out. And he he comes in one game, they lose because he decides to throw a pass and not run the clock. He throws three straight passes, we have to punt, Illinois goes down the field and scores or whoever it was. And then the next week he does three runs in a row, and we lose because we can't pick up a first down. He goes, look, I I tried it here. We lost. So I did the opposite this next week. We lost again. That's exactly what Matt Rule did. He's letting the media get the best of him. Don't, don't make your decision coming into the game like if the game comes down to this moment, I'm going to make this decision because I got burned last week. If You do that, you're going to get burned again because you're playing with fire. You got to go with your gut in the game decide look at your player look at your quarterback look at your offensive line look them in the eye and they'll tell you right right then and there if they're going to be able to pick up a first down or not if they're going to be able to throw a, a competent pass or not if they're going to be able to stop the other team from getting the first down you'll know it right then and there and that's when you make the decision don't come into the game with a predetermined decision in your head because that's clearly what he did and that's why we lost and <laughs> based on that he's a mike riley and ultimately, the only way we can get back to where we were with both Planey is with a new coach.
0: I do not disagree with that at all, because you yes, can't, you, it, you can't no. come into a game with your mind made up. you got to go with the momentum. The momentum swings in college football are what control the game. The game in college football can be turned on its side with one play, one play that you don't expect some kid to go out there and make, or some kid fumbles the ball, who's the best player in college football. Anything can happen in college football. That is why it's the greatest sport on earth, and that is why it comes down to momentum swings, and a coach needs to be able to feel more momentum to be a great
2: coach yeah 100% i agree i i do understand the aspect of momentum in college football and i think matt rule understands that matt i rule disagree no Bill, he does not yes he does how does and he what understand you guys are i don't understand and i yeah, do you the, kick the a field goal there as a whole the yeah, momentum the,
0: the momentum who's telling him to kick a field goal with a minute 30 left
2: no i i'm how telling the the momentum, right momentum doing that, that michigan point, state game there and you saw
0: how about the momentum for that Michigan game? There, Biso? you guys
2: are so hyper focused on the last three games that it's ridiculous. Three games ago, T. you were ready to crown this guy the next Tom Osborne. Yeah. Three three games ago, oh, Jason, yeah, totally. you jumped off the Matt Fire Matt rule train. No, so I never tell jumped off. You guys are emotional. Up. Yes, I said. You did. I said. No, I said got out were of my off chair. Of it. I got out of my
0: and chair. I got of my chair. Not off you. the trade. I'm not Bro, off the So To off,
1: not be fair, B. Saw, so,
0: I was cleaning off T. Saw's If C- we
1: win three games in a row, it's enough to, 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 hey, I'm with this guy. And then when you start dropping dropping games to Michigan State
2: and Maryland, uh, this it had zero wins in the game. Horrible Wisconsin you both, team. You both said making a bowl game. T. Saw, so I'll, I'll give you. You said winning a bowl game.
1: And Jay, we're not even going to make it. You yeah, said we're not making gonna make a
2: bowl game. What team this is successful season. What the past three weeks has
0: given you an idea that we're making a bowl game. I we lost don't to see a there's team. any reason that we, we lost to, to a team three games. that we have beaten all three. of them. We lost. We to saw, a team. I was about to say, hasn't won a big 10 game, but they hadn't won a big 10 game until they played us. Of course. Then at home, you go down to the – it's the end of the game, three minutes left. You throw an interception from the five-yard line and give up a game-winning field goal on the other Again, end on a drive. You are, and you then are this game went on the 90 yards. Because you've been the hurt road.
2: the past couple seasons, you are hyper-focused on mistakes in year this one. This season,
0: I'm being hurt. This I, season I, I can tell hurt. you right now, you just
2: when you something. look at it, when you guys look at this, Matt Rule's first season here – is a hell of a lot more successful than Mike uh, than uh, Scott Frost's first season as a Nebraska head coach. Let me tell you, correct something. or wrong.
0: Let do me tell think, you something. Do you
2: think Scott Frost's first season was more of a success than this one? Let me
0: tell you something. I did like that Matt Rule went for the fourth and two, fourth and one, and we get we got <clears> stuffed. <throat> I don't like the play call with the running from way back behind. Just do the tush push, and you know go with the QB sneak. However, I do like it. Why? Because he's going for the jugular and he's you, going for the throats when we're up 14 to nothing in the first quarter. That is when you can end the game. When you're coming down here at the end of the game and you got a chance the, to win you're it. Not I want a gamer. Po- no, you're I not arguing want the same point. No, you're not arguing the same point. You probably I want like the gamer. onside
2: kick in Ireland.
0: Nope. I want a gamer. That's a different story. A fourth and one is a better chance to make than an onside kick and second of all i want a gamer that's going to go out there and wants to win the ball wants to prove that he can do it not some guy that's like okay now, maybe we'll get him in overtime maybe we can stop him. so just
2: one time we so can let me him. ask you this just let me ask you this because you both seem to be so hyper focused on nonsense that i need to give you a little reality check here Five and six. Tso and cell. You are both saying Mike Riley's first season was amazing and blah, blah, blah. Mike Riley's first season. Yes, you did. Yes, you I did. Both of you team just team. did. I you said, said, oh, my God. He won Matt so many Rule games his Mike first year. Riley. No. I said won. his Mike first Riley year was fire. great. No. I'm telling you, Matt Rule is Mike Riley. What was his first year? I'm telling year? you. And so his first year, he went out. He had a bunch of players who played under Bo Pelini who were okay. proven winners. And Great he catch. had a quarterback. Just hear me out. He had a quarterback in Tommy Armstrong. Do you mm-hmm. want to know who Matt, uh, Mike Riley had as his second year? This would be a guy that Tiso was claiming should have been drafted higher than he went in the sixth round. That would be Tanner Sucks Lee.
1: What? Did you forget about him? Did you where forget I about him? Because Tanner
2: Lee, where, are going with where the quarterback drop off fell. So then you went from Tanner Lee to I don't even care to the following year, Adrian Martinez came in and Scott Frost hitched his wagon to Adrian Martinez and rode with him way too long to the point that it came down to, oh God, now I have to hit the transfer portal. And the only reason he hit the transfer portal was because stupid McCaffrey pulled out and didn't want to be a wide receiver. Otherwise, you never would have heard of Casey Thompson in Nebraska. They would have stuck with Luke McCaffrey. And so then you had the Casey Thompson experiment Everything blows up in Scott Frost's face. He gets fired. You now have Matt Rule. Matt Rule comes in, sees the quarterback situations in disarray. It has been for seven years. And so what does he do? He hitches his wagon to Jeff Sims, a guy he recruited out of high school. Wait, now Jeff throws can a pick. I tell you right now, I, Jeff, yes, throws Jeff, Jeff throws a pick, Sims. Sims. I'll give you that. What I can tell you right now, what Matt Rule likes about Jeff Sims still, is the way he has not backed out on the team. That he has continued to show up, and there's a reason that he's still there. I can also tell you that Jeff, Sims, that Jeff Sims will not be on the team next year. Regardless of him sticking it out this year and getting the couple games, Jeff Sims will not be a Cornhusker next year. The only quarterback that is on this roster next year, maybe you still have Harburg. But Chuba Purdy will be the only person there, which doesn't oh. tell you anything. Who is this because, guy? Because what they are going to do is they're going to hit the transfer portal and you are going to go all in for a quarterback because at this point, looking at it from the outsider, you're not in the building. No, none of the three of us are. What is the one position that has cost us every single game this year? Except all, for all Michigan. Michigan, and I put Michigan all the cost above? us a lot. Offensive coordinator. All the above. Quarterback. Quarterback has been the one position that has cost us. Wide receiver has cost us. No, Wide receiver
0: has been I, I backwards. can't
2: even, I can't even be upset at either of those positions because you want to know why? You are getting solid production out of your fourth string running back from the beginning of the season. You are getting solid snaps from true freshmen who weren't even supposed to see the field this year because of all the injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Where you are struggling is you're struggling on the quarterback position, and it is all of them who are making piss-poor decisions week in, week out. This was the first time I thought we were I, – I thought I was watching a different game. I was like, oh, damn, we're up 14 nothing here. Everything's going our way. What happens? Satterfield calls a shit game. Then you have Chubba Purdy who decides, okay, I got to be conservative. I got to play like my brother, be a game manager not his style of play not the way the game should have been called and then you turn around you get into overtime and what happens like the other seven freaking games in a row in overtime that we've had or six sorry this was number seven six overtime games you've thrown interceptions in four of them to lose and here's number five five out of seven freaking overtime games in a row we have lost on a goddamn interception that's embarrassing That's on the quarterback play, and that's where it needs to change. The last overtime game we won was with Tommy Armstrong. So it all circles back to Bo Pelini was the last person who brought in a real quarterback to play the position. All right, well, according to so
1: we all just need to get out our New Year's spinners and spin them around because, hey, guess what? We made it to overtime, and we lost a close game. so that's the complete opposite thing of what you were saying if you don't recall last week you were saying it's indie or bust and newsflash
2: for you we didn't make indie because iowa won i'm sorry won. i'm sorry what when did i ever come out here and say let's hang a championship flag for a one score loss did. or make it to overtime never you did i have never you said it when did, did you i say that i said you've been in your play overtime. there no you're a moron and you need to stop living in this fantasy world and slandering names. I did come out here. I said, for Nebraska, successful seasons are graded off at of championships. Now, so I will tell you. Yes, I can tell you right now it's not a successful season. Do I think then that all is having success in its... Who's spinning a freaking New Year's spinner? <laughs> you, you moron. <laughs> you are the only person. You said, oh, hey, if we make a bowl game, we're Gucci. After no, I said us win to have a bowl nine game. wins. That I was me. a bowl game. Nine wins. You said, hey, if we make a bowl game, everything's okay in T, T- cell's happy land.
1: <laughs> I said, win a bowl game. That, that was, was me that said,
0: me, I said that they got to make a you bowl picked, game. And guess
2: what? They aren't going to do You picked six and guess, six. Guess what? They aren't going to
0: do Make a ball, Jason.
2: Absolute letdown of six. a year.
0: Absolute letdown of a year. Matt Rose, How, You terrible are coach. right
2: on par with your preseason predictions. DSL's pissed that he's right, is what it comes down. Blake, <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. You came into this season and said six and six, make a bowl. They have an opportunity on that's Friday my bare style minimum. I that is for the what bare you minimum. picked, and you're saying now, oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna do what I said the team was gonna be able to do. Burn it down, start over, disband the program. We don't deserve a football team. That is where your head is at right now. And it's a joke. You picked six and six. You locked in it at the beginning of the season. You said, we're going to make a bowl. And listen, they've got an Have opportunity we... on Friday. Yeah, we've had
0: an opportunity the past three weeks, B. Saw. Are we forgetting what's happening? And I, that was no, my preseason I'm not prediction. forgetting about my the last season. Based off the past two years. I mean, we come out here, we have a three win, hot streak, hot streak. And then we go on the road and we lose to a, a team that hasn't beaten anyone we, in the Big Ten. We
2: finally are you kidding? showed up. We are you finally kidding? showed up for Cupcake Row. And you thought, oh my God, we're we didn't show up for another Cupcake game.
0: We didn't show up. What's Cupcake your argument?
1: Row. What's your argument for Northwestern? Because What's your argument for not making the Big wins? Ten
0: championship? Are you are you on the train yet? I didn't see you load up yet. I mean, we're not we're not going to a Big Ten championship game.
1: Beisel's not on the train; he's just driving the bus.
2: Driving the bus to where? <laughs> Don't ask me. You're the driver. I'm not. I'm not sitting here telling you guys driving him I off think, a cliff. Apparently, I think, Matt, I think you cannot pull the plug on Matt Rule after year one. I think he is in the right position. We, for the first time. In seven years, have five wins. For the Biso's, first time in six years, have an opportunity to go to a bowl game.
0: Biso, and you got to get, get off your own home brew. You got to get off your home brew Kool Aid right now. The team stinks. I know. We're not going to a Kool-Aid. bowl game.
2: I don't drink Kool Aid. I drink that Rool I Aid. Mean, you might want to stop.
0: We aren't going to a bowl game. You are living in a fantasy land right now. You picked them to go ten and two. We're not even going to get. We got half of the wins there. Congratulations. We've blown the past three games. Blow. We've blown three, to and, coaching five the only, the three and five in conference. Only the only game that we did
2: not blow was the Michigan game.
0: So that exactly. comes down to coaching. <laughs> comes Thank down you. to coaching.
2: Thank <laughs> again. you again. The first two games to open a season against power five teams, we have all said, not the best way to start a season. Colorado came a out and won. Coach.
0: Colorado came out and won. Congratulations!
2: What have they done since they beat us? Exactly, that they shows beat us. You how bad of a loss that
0: was? Yes, exactly. Yes, Thank I you. I agree with you. I'm, I'm my not part arguing even that more.
2: aspect. Sorry, For Jay. My point I, even more. What's your point even more? The two of you have been the choking Dion's ego since he got hired at Colorado. And I've told you he's a terrible head coach. He's bringing in D2 prospects to win games at the D1 level. And I said it wasn't so, going to
0: work. So they beat us. They beat us. And For you're saying Dion's a terrible coach. It's but a Matt flip Matt on, on the Ruhle radar. Out. Matt Rule. With, There's been a lot of every, blips on the yeah, radar okay. there. I mean, blue. So, so next year,
2: at least <laughs> we know we this play heartbeat's a lot. Next, next year, Colorado, week two. Guarantee you. I'll lock that in right now. That's going to be 45 to seven. As us. an L. No, no, as a win. Absolutely. I don't, buy it. I don't buy it. How do you not buy it? That team's garbage. I, so we're averaging State. like, we're Michigan averaging. State isn't garbage. We're averaging 18 points a game. 45 on Colorado. You heard it here first. I don't who's the quarterback? It. Lock who's it quarterback? in. Well, who's our
1: defensive coordinator this offseason? We're screwed coming in the next season.
0: I think we fire Rule and take him as our head coach. He is the only person that's had any bit of success for this team so far.
2: I, now Jason. How could you I'm say he's the only person who had any success? Well, who else? Special teams guy,
0: I guess I could give that to you. How about our the head coach who everyone? got
2: five wins after having a guy who couldn't get over the hump of three the that last That comes five down years. to the
0: defense. That comes down to the defense. Go look at his offensive coordinator that he hasn't locked down or done Oh, anything. my God. It comes so he hasn't the changed defense. the offense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nothing Jason. has changed.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I'm going to need you to take me back here. So is the defense what, what the best team? part of this what team? team? Is the I'm defense what the best team? part of this team? What team did Scott Frost have two years ago? Three years ago, I did, forget. I forget. Did was that was that the best? If you put three and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Words? You put was that you a, put, was that on three wins? That was fantastic. You put Scott,
0: all right, you put Scott Frost offense with this team. Uh, they're going to the Big Ten championship. No, they ain't. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Because that would mean yes, you have
2: Adrian Martinez at quarterback, and I can tell you right now, he ain't no team. I w-
0: so are you going to say you would rather have Chuba Purdy, Jeff Sims? And Heinrich Harburg in your QB room than Adrian Martinez is that what you just said? Absolutely. All right, you're ridiculous. Well, Jason, okay, so more. This conversation. The anyway. combined, i more than. I'm
2: Martinez. not even having this conversation. We've already, we've already totaled Adrian Martinez's win total in four years as a starter. So, do you, uh, do you want to count picks?
0: I believe Jeff Sims, Trevor Purdy, and Heinrich Harburg. Doesn't even already matter if you count picks.
2: How many games did Adrian Martinez fumble away? The same number we fumbled away this year. That's a lie. We're just oh, arguing right. about Adrian's bad coaching, more. bad coaching,
1: and bad players. I mean, okay, but that's ridiculous. What it comes down to the,
0: you, you want Jeff throws a pick sims over Adrian Martinez.
1: I don't want either of them. I'm passing on both. No,
0: no, that's what B. So said. I'm he would rather everybody's have Jeff pick sims.
1: I'd rather have Riker Fife because Riker Fife actually put the, his ooh, heart on the line ooh, out there and beat ooh. Iowa.
2: That's more than what these other
1: guys can say. Riker Fife
2: didn't beat Iowa. Riker Fife Riker lost to Fife Purdue. Riker Fife beat Iowa. Riker Fife lost to Purdue, which says it right there on how terrible a quarterback Martinez he lost to Purdue, too. We were at if you don't recall. When it. have I defended Adrian? <laughs> Never.
1: Well, Biesel, you're defending Harburg, who came out here, lost to Colorado, Minnesota, Michigan State. Three
2: teams who aren't gonna be in a bowl game. I'm I'm sorry. Hey Jay, can did did you happen to catch the Minnesota in the Colorado game? I, I know I did. Did did you see Harburg out there in either of those?
0: No, oh, I thought throw, oh, Jeff throws a pick. I believe sims.
2: he caught a pass yeah. against Oh, oh okay, okay. So yeah, so he caught he caught a one pass. He ran one route for Jeff throws a pick sims. But, yeah, you know, it's it's his fault we lost because he so wasn't you playing quarterback. So you want to
1: go into next season with Harburg as your quarterback? Absolutely a, a not. Guy, a already, guy who completes 35% of his passes.
2: Oh, congratulations on pulling out numbers. When did I say that I wanted to go into next season with him as the quarterback? He already After told you. I should, to go just with, going down
0: that road. No, he already told I you. Told you to I told you I would take Jets. this
2: quarterback room, which is the worst in the Big Ten, over Adrian Martinez.
0: That's ridiculous. By the way, he is going back on his word. This is for all the scoopers out there. When Jay Sull was out here telling you that Chubba Purdy deserved an opportunity, Chubba Purdy was the best quarterback in the quarterback's room for the Huskers. Chubba Purdy needed an opportunity. He got to that level because he could play at that level. And Heinrich Harburg sucks, can't throw the ball. And Jeff Sims sucks and can't throw the ball as well. I want you to know that I was out here saying Chuba Purdy needed an opportunity. And B. himself straight up called me an idiot. And guess what? I'm coming back at Pso right now because guess who's the idiot? Yeah, that guy, because Chuba Purdy is the answer at QB for us. Oh,
2: oh, well, he's so, the answer? Sorry, Jason. I'm, I'm trying to listen to all that hype behind Chuba Purdy when he transferred him from Florida State. And oh, what what's he done? Has he has he won a game for Nebraska yet? Oh, has he has he done anything besides turn the ball over to cost us the game? Jason, oh, is he the best his. quarterback oh, he and gives us the it.
0: best opportunity to win? Jay
1: Sol, okay. breaking news for you, Chubb and Purdy still sucks, okay? As there stats, it is! His stats he put up are better than Harburg and Sims, sure, but... Is he? I mean, I'm not I out here saying he's a in high words, winner. In the words of Chazzy, a blind monkey could go out there and play better than those two guys. And here's what I'm going to tell you. He put up similar numbers to Tanner Mordecai, who also sucks. He's He's ranked as one of the worst quarterbacks no. in the Big
2: Ten. So now, where do you Tiso, throw Purdy on that list? Tiso, let's just, let's stop. Let's stop for a second because you both are giving I way never, too much freaking credit. No, never no, no. You no. said this guy was going to win. Here's the thing, Jason. Here's the thing about Chuba because I, I need this to be known. If He is the best quarterback two, in the quarterback room. That's what I want to be. Bullshit. Though. He is not. and All right, I will tell is? you exactly who is? why. Who is? I Simple. Heinrich Hartberg who's won no. five games for us. <laughs> and do you want to know why Harburg's the best quarterback in there? Sims turns the ball over to the defense.
0: Chubba turns, turns the ball do. over.
2: Yeah, I'm not they taking away. Do. that he turns it Harvard over. Leads Jeff the Sims team is turning turnovers. it over every fourth play. Harburg's every 10th play. Chubba here, yeah, he played a relatively clean game. He didn't turn the ball over. Do you want to know what is bull okay. that you are out here saying that his stats are better? You take away one pass he threw one pass to Jalen Lloyd for 58 yards. He's down to 100 yards on the day. You take away his 155-yard run on a broken tackle, mind you, that the guy just didn't wrap up. The guy tried to light him up, and he just bounced off of it. You take away those two plays. Chubba Purdy has a terrible average game. The offense was pedestrian outside of two plays that the guys bounced off the safety who doesn't know how to wrap up and tackle. Well, let me tell you, B. So we could go look at any of the quarterback stats and take
0: away their best play of the game, and they're below average. okay that's not news to anyone. That's you just don't have to take stats. away plays from Harburg. You don't if you don't
2: take away plays from Harburg, the guy has awful I'm, stats. I'm sorry, <laughs> <on the> stat- <laughs> for any of the local uh, loyal scoopers, go back and listen. I believe T. has been calling for Harburg to be a Heisman candidate. Since he took over. <laughs> and I believe that was one of his hot takes he locked in there. Yeah. And totally. speaking of hot takes, I probably I nobody on a as one at Heisman. Uh, Tiesel, I going back to your uh, hot takes here, I believe you just had one that hit. Did you not? Totally did. Northwestern made a bowl game. I
1: told you guys that they could, and they did.
0: So how does that make you feel, B? So You're riding with this guy in Matt Rule. And Northwestern, who had one win last year, comes out and makes a bowl game. Mind you, they lost their coach one month before the season started. They have a harder schedule than us to go for. It, and they come out and they make a bowl game. How does that make you feel? And they lost to us while doing it.
2: And they made it before us. I I would argue that neither one of us had a hard schedule.
0: They have a harder schedule than us. So,
2: I would argue that this is okay. pretty good. Okay. How mediocre. does it make you feel? This
0: coach got this team a month before the season started. A month and they're bowl eligible. He, you're going to argue that Matt Rule doesn't have any of
2: his recruits. How many recruits does this guy have? I'm Listen, I think what David Braun has done has been a phenomenal job at Northwestern. I think However, we got to pick him up. Also, I think we fire Rule go after this guy. He's a proven winner. He's got a track record. That's what we're looking for, isn't it? It's his first time as a head coach. He came from a winning program at North Dakota, I believe. Uh so yeah, he's been part of a winning culture, just like Matt Rule has.
0: He, and Matt Rule has not been a part of a winning culture.
2: J your entire Five of six is not winning. Here, you are sitting here, you're digging your heels in, and you're saying, Fire Rule, fire him, fire him, fire him. Do yes. all this crap. When we beat Iowa this week on Friday, I guarantee you. Next like week when we are bowl eligible, you're gonna be sitting here and you're gonna say, Well, guys, you know, he got he got us to a bowl game, it's our first one in six years, and you know, maybe maybe we have to give him a second year. You're gonna backtrack on all of it because it's what you predicted at the beginning of the season, and that's where we're gonna hit. And so, you know, I gotta give you a little round of applause. Plus, you are the only person who picked the Huskers to go six and six. Well, so
1: I can promise you who's not going to be doing that, that's going to be me, because I told you coming into the season, the only game that I cared about was Wisconsin. And we had a chance to knock them off, and we did not. And so that tells you right there, I don't care what we do against Iowa. They already clinched the West. This game means absolutely nothing to Iowa. The only thing it means for them is they can keep us out and get their revenge from last season. It All of it was on the line for me and beating Wisconsin, because we haven't had a coach beat Wisconsin since Bo Pelini's second season in the Big 10 which i mean that's why mike riley got fired that's why uh you know mickey joseph didn't make it you know he had his one shot didn't make it that's why
2: scott frost into it none okay. of these guys Okay losing could to beat wisconsin, wisconsin. <laughs> losing to wisconsin had absolutely nothing to do with mike riley getting fired No, mickey joseph eyes, not getting the job oh oh congratulations i guess i guess that's all my the losers t pissed grading scale here hey that's why we, we, fired. we went one and 11 but we beat wisconsin you're the head coach Bullshit. that's what i would do you that's a starting place
1: because you can't start losing to wisconsin oh my
2: God. you have
1: to beat them this is the worst wisconsin team i've ever seen and they ran us off the field absolutely ran us off the field in overtime in overtime i didn't even felt like we had a chance In
2: overtime. Um, In overtime, there were two missed calls by the officiating crew, which I will mind you, neither one of you has brought up here, that would have changed the outcome and forced Wisconsin to kick a field goal. I'm not saying that changed the outcome. I'm just telling you there were two blatant missed calls in overtime that screwed Nebraska. It never should have gotten to that point because we should have gone for it in the fourth quarter to win the game. If I was head coach, none of these penalties would
1: matter because I'd be blowing these suckers off the field. They they could flag everything they want. I'd be killing these guys. They wouldn't stop a single drive. I would run Wisconsin so hard off the field to be crazy because that is a terrible team. And instead, they decided to get aggressive and run us off the field. And it should have been the other way around.
0: We're the Our best offensive team line. In the Big Jaysel, 10. Our Jaysel, offensive line had such we a run powerful them off the push field with the offensive line. Absolutely, Dude, we have really... one of the top. We had the best offensive line in that game, and unfortunately, Wisconsin looked like they Whoa. did because they were pushing our our Whoa. defensive line back, play after play, yep. because they just wore them down. We did not take the time to wear down their offensive line. We went, we tried to get cute and throw the ball with Chuba Purdy because he made what, as you were saying, two great passes. All of a sudden, we're just passing the ball and trying I, to drop said, back and weren't opening. it.
1: Ultimately, what happened in this game? Is Braylon Allen wasn't even supposed to play. And then they put him in for a play here and there and realized every, even on his no gain plays, he still falls forward for three or four yards. So now they run the guy 22 times. They adjusted to how the game was. And that's why they won. And what does Nebraska do? One play for us works. We're, we're working with it with the running back. And all of a sudden now we're doing play actions and throwing the ball and doing all this crazy stuff. That's what we're doing in all these games. And that's why we keep losing. If, you're running the ball in college football and they can't stop you. I'm going to run it every single play. I don't care. I'll get a win and move on. And then, you know Absolutely. what? In Next game, if they stop that, but they can't stop the pass, then I'll adjust and, and I'll adjust my play calls. I'm not coming in here with a premeditated play sheet and running it regardless of what I'm seeing on the field. And unfortunately, our coaches are out here. They have a premeditated play call, just like our quarterbacks, have premeditated passes. I'm throwing to this guy on this play no matter what happens. And guess what? Intercepted because the guy's in triple coverage. Or he runs the wrong freaking route, but the quarterback doesn't even look at it. He's just like, well, the
0: uh, the coach told me that's my number one read. So
1: and and yeah. and that's we have those same idiot coaches on the sideline like, you know, uh we're we're completing 35% of our passes. So but I, I did write on my sheet that the third drive was going to be three straight beat balls, deep fade routes to the end zone. And guess what?
2: Three incompletions. Now, Tiesel, I would I would argue here for Wisconsin, the only quarterback on the field who I would say had his mind made up on where he was going with the ball was Tanner Mordecai. Mordecai knew every third down he was throwing the ball to Will Pauling. We knocked him out of the game and they brought him back in in overtime as a freaking decoy. And that was the first time. That was the first time we covered him all freaking game. And that's what I'm saying. Braylon Allen on one leg looked to be the most talented player on the field, which says a ton about this team. Well, that's what I'm saying
1: there. saw. they're running with the plays that are working. They don't care if this wide receiver runs a slant, and he's open every time for six yards, they're going to run it, and they're going to slant you to death. It's the exact way that Purdue won the West last year, and that's what Wisconsin did to us, and we don't adjust to it. Like, hey, if this guy is their only read, let's cover this guy and make somebody else beat us. We don't do that. We sit back and say, well, they're not going to throw it to him again, but they do. Oh, wait, they're not going to throw it to him again. Oh, wait, they did it again. Oh, they're not going to give the ball to Braylon Allen. Oh, yes, sure they are. 22 carries later. That is what they did. They're going to short yard you to death. They're going to slant you to death. They're going to run it for four yards to death over you. And your defense is going to get tired by the end of the game. And we don't do that to other people. We run the ball. We get six yards. And instead of running it again and getting another six yards, we decide, hey, now's a good time to throw it deep. And now it's, you know, third and four. We run the ball or we throw it and we don't pick up a first. And that's how we get burned every time.
2: Yeah. And, as all three of us have been critical on, that still comes back to Satterfield. And, and Matt I Ruhle, still, he lets I it still, happen. Again, at a certain point when you are the head coach, you have to take a CEO role and expect the guys underneath you to do your job, do their jobs. I would have took so, that play sheet from him after the Colorado game. Um, he has taken the play sheet from Satterfield. And I'll have you know, in the last game against Maryland, the one touchdown we scored, Matt Rule had the play sheet if you go back and watch it. So I think it says a lot. I think Satterfield is on thin ice. However, the only part that concerns me is he has been with Rule through everything. He was with him at Temple, with him at Baylor, with him at Carolina. He did leave Carolina and went to South Carolina then um, and, you know, still ran his offense and did his crap there. But I got to tell you, I, I'm i really hoping that Matt Rule understands this isn't Temple, this isn't Baylor. If the guy's not cutting it, you got to you gotta nix him. And whether that's an end-of-the-season thing, hey, listen, we're going to nix him, we're going to find the best offensive coordinator and move forward, or if he thinks he's going to run it back again, if he runs it back with Satterfield and it's more of the same next year, rules out. Well, b here's the point.
1: We lost to Wisconsin, a game that we should have won, We lost to Maryland, a game we should have won. We lost to Michigan State, a game we should have won. When we're trying to clinch a bowl game, as you said, for the first time in seven years. We're coming out against Iowa. This is only the second team we've seen all year that is ranked right now. What does that tell you? We've had an easy schedule. I've never seen a more favorable Big Ten schedule for Nebraska. And we crapped the bed is what it comes down to. We crapped the bed big time this year. I mean, it was diarrhea coming out with what we're seeing from this team. So if they come out and beat Iowa, I'll be happy, but I want to see a bull game victory because you got to be hungry going into next year, but I don't expect to beat Iowa because Iowa a solid unit. And I'm telling you this, I'd be shocked. If we got more than seven points,
2: absolutely this, shocked. This I would be shocked. Team, if this Iowa team out. is worse than the one that they had last year. Their defense is legit. It doesn't and We don't matter. have
1: Trey Palmer. We don't have Trey Palmer is what it comes and- down to. And they're they're going to have about five turnovers.
0: They're going to have five turnovers in this game, b and Iowa is going to come out on top. These Huskers absolutely suck. Matt Rule sucks. Satterfield sucks. If you don't think we're going to turn over the ball, you're insane. This Iowa defense is 10 times better than ours. Do I think Iowa's offense is going to come out and score against us? No, it's going to be an ugly game with under 10 points on both sides. But guess what? Iowa's defense is going to outscore our offense. They might have two
1: defensive touchdowns, maybe even
0: three. Is
1: what wow, I see that's after. a that
2: is quite the hot take there, T. So I don't know that, that Iowa's defense is going to Yeah, you're you're saying the Iowa defense is going to score 14 points. I you don't think so? No, not at all.
0: We lead the nation they're, in internal. Their
1: special teams count. Yeah. If they get a punt special return team, that is no, defense.
2: That's not defense. You're sitting here saying that defense we're going to give and them the defense special ball. teams
1: we're doing the ESPN. It's defense and special teams. No, now so you they gotta get a change kick return or you know a return. Because know how outrageous
2: your, your hot take was. It's not outrageous. Oh, my God. They're going to score 14 points on defense. Well, actually, if they get a kick return touchdown, that, that still counts. counts as defense. If so counts, how many points so do you, you see it. these Huskers put up against this Iowa defense? Against this Iowa defense?
0: Uh, 17. We put up 17 so. against Wisconsin. And yeah. Wisconsin's got the same caliber defense as Iowa.
2: I would say that they're very comparable, especially wow. with uh, wow,
0: wow. Um,
2: That's all I'm going to say is wow. Iowa's defensive back being out, Nebraska should be able to move the ball against them. I'm not. I'm not concerned. I'm more concerned about us maintaining possession.
1: I'm very concerned based on what I've seen. I mean, we couldn't what? beat Michigan State. So, what makes you think that we can beat Iowa? Iowa what if beat you watched Iowa could beat Maryland and Iowa could right. beat Wisconsin? These are three teams in a row that
2: Iowa would have beat.
0: Does Northwestern have the same okay. caliber defense as Iowa?
2: Yeah, about the same.
0: Okay, because we only put up seventeen against them. What about Maryland? Does Maryland have a better defense?
2: Uh, I would argue Maryland does not. However, w- our offense was in disarray after Harvard went out. So no, our offense has does- been in disarray
0: all season. <laughs> Does Michigan State have a better defense?
2: No. You're bringing bringing up games where the team didn't get up. If the team gets up to play against Iowa, this is a win. It's a lock. They would have gotten up in three weeks. It should have been a lock
1: lock against Michigan State is ultimately what it comes down to. I'm not arguing that.
2: Michigan State was the
1: ugliest game we've played all year. So it's a super red flag to me, the fact that we lose to Michigan State and we haven't won since. Because you have to close out games when you have the chance, and we're still not doing that. Not that comes down to coaching.
2: I'm just telling you right now: Deacon Hill at quarterback, terrible. Iowa's offense, terrible. Their defense is good. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I wholeheartedly expect Nebraska to win this game.
0: You come out there and say that, and we don't even know who's playing quarterback yet.
2: Doesn't matter. And be so you're ripping on Iowa only. The only way we lose this game without a second thought is if Jeff Sims is in a quarterback.
0: I'd rather have Kirk Ferentz as our coach right now. Why? Because we'd be going to a Big Ten championship. He knows how to win in the Big Ten.
2: First off, and- you take those, those, you take those words, and you swallow them, and you never see them again. Us. There's no yes. way anybody else in college football wants Kirk Ferentz as their quarterback. Or as their coach, because any big ten Ferentz West team coach, does right now. No, any no, big no, ten west teams right now. Not at all. Because you want to know what Ferrence is. Ferrance is a, the epitome of mediocrity.
0: You have but a premier defense The top five defense in all of college football. You're going to a Big Ten championship game. Guess what? You might not win that. You're playing Ohio State or Michigan. I mean, those teams are going to the playoffs. B. So you said going to the Big Ten championship was an sorry, win. What? That is a win for you. That is what you said. And guess what? He Iowa said does Big that 10 and 10 now championship you're taking are it away.
2: bust. Yes. He said and Big now Ten you're championship taking that are away. Bust. And now yeah. you're taking that away no, from Nebraska football is graded off of championships every year. are well, worse, worse than Iowa. You're worse than Iowa. Do you want to know what Iowa is graded on? If they can hang with Iowa State. If they can take home some of these uh, rivalry trophies they have. Iowa doesn't care about championships. That's why they've never won a national championship. Neither do you. Nebraska, so- Nebraska. What do you mean? We have it. Nebraska has no, no five you- national championships. I said, no, I said
1: you, I didn't say we, I said, you don't care about championships because if you recall, we had this argument about, would you rather come in second place every year and never win a championship? Or would you rather come out and win? And you said you wanted to come in second place every year, but yet here you are saying you don't want to be Iowa Who's going to come in second place in the conference? And where's Nebraska? In the crapper. That's where we when, are. So, so we're going to rock it in up the conference and take a national championship. The
2: discussion. You said second place overall. That means you are playing for a national championship, which is what Nebraska football is graded on. That's not what it meant. It could be a Big Ten championship. year. If I'm playing for for a freaking American Athletic Conference championship every year and I'm coming in second place, you wonder what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell my freaking team and I'm going to move out and I'm going to go to D2 where I can compete then. So what are you going to do with your team?
0: Hold up. If that's what they're grading on, what, are they still sharpening pencils with the little twisty on the next to the door? I mean, you got to open your eyes here. We haven't been to a Big Ten championship game in 10 years. Over 10 years. We haven't been to any championship game. And you're taking this away from Iowa? We're not even going to go to a bowl game. But you're taking away this championship from Iowa saying you would rather have Matt Rule right now over Kirk Ferentz. Absolutely. Remind you, absolutely, you would be in a championship game. You would be in a championship game. That's what everything is, you know, ruled on. That's no. what you said. A- absolutely. I would rather have Matt Rule than Kirk Ferentz. So you like a winning or losing program.
2: So I could name you a okay. hundred coaches Thanks. in college football that I would rather have over Kurt Farrens.
0: Well, are they coming to the big 10 West and are they winning the big 10 West? No, they're not. Let me guess. You would take PJ fuck over him. Guess what? Nope. He's a loser. Yeah, I
2: I would, I he's would say like over, over Kurt Farrens. That's fine. Are you, an, are you an idiot? Better, he's a better he head just coach beat him for Kurt the Ferens. first time.
0: He literally just beat Kirk Ferris for the first time. Doesn't matter. He's a better head coach. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Why would I want a coach that always wins? You don't. You want want the loser because he's the better coach. Yeah, I would see you typing those figures now. Come on, fact check me. I don't even care. Kirk Ferentz is a better coach than P.J. Fleck. He is, 100%. It's not Mm -hmm. even
1: close. It's not even close. Look, I agree with you, B.S.L. Kirk Ferentz is nothing but mediocre. But ultimately, when it comes down to, we're not even mediocre. So, you know, I'll trade my left foot. To be mediocre at this point, so because we're not even mediocre, we got to so get back me, to that before hear me we out. go anywhere. Hear
2: me out on this. Um, Kurt Ferris has been at Iowa since 1999 as their head coach.
0: Okay. Yeah, That's called the tenure that Matt Rule isn't going to yeah. get.
2: Okay, so he's got he's got tenure there, right? Um, would you like to know when his last Big Ten championship was? Um,
0: 2023. It's about to be coming up. Uh,
2: 2004. I'm talking one. So you mean one a me, Big Ten championship? Yeah.
0: When's the last time Nebraska won a Big Ten championship? This argument Nebraska is just has a bit, epitome. Nebraska. This has is a ridiculous. Bit of the this is a ridiculous. This is this. It's how many championships ridiculous. does Nebraska have? How many championships has Nebraska been to? Kirk Ferentz has been to more championships than Nebraska.
1: All right, include Big Twelve championships. How many Big Twelve and Big Ten championships does Nebraska have in that time frame?
0: That's different, though. That's different coaching. I That's mean, you're going different. back to when Tom Osborne was We still was there. don't
1: have any. We still don't have any. If Kirk Ferentz came in in 1999, I believe we don't have any Big 12 championships.
2: Uh, we won the Big 12 championship in
1: 1999. So that was our last. So we have won, and Kirk Ferentz also has won. So guess what? Our program's just as good as Kirk Ferentz.
2: Um, we were division champs <laughs> in the big 12, which is now again, just hear me out what you are giving Kurt Ferentz credit for in going to the big 10 championship and going to get killed. We went to the big 12 championship and lost 2000, 2001, six, eight, nine, ten, 10. And then we went to the big 10 championship in 2012. So it's not like won? we weren't we were relevant we were playing for championships there. What I'm telling you when you look at Kurt Ferentz, he is a terrible terrible coach. That when you look at this, so hear me out, so he won this it in 04, right? Thing. Won it won thing. it in 04. Okay. So from 2004, when was the next time he made a Big 10 championship?
1: I know he made one in 2019.
2: Uh no he didn't.
1: 2021.
2: Uh he made it in 21. They just made it again this year. 2016,
0: 2015.
2: uh, 15, 21, and 23. So since 2004, when he won it last, they've made it to three. And you seem to think there's some freaking juggernaut in the Big Ten West, which is a joke.
0: How many championships have we been to since 2004? Um, And And how many have we won? And how many
2: have we won? Since 2004. And since 2004. Okay. Okay. So they haven't won any since then either. How many national championships have you just told me?
0: You just told me they won in 2004. National championships. Dude, you're going back over 25 years. Kirk Ferentz wasn't there 25 years ago. Now you're going to compare Kirk Ferentz getting national championships to Matt Rule. Matt Rule hasn't won any national championships. What is this argument even going?
1: Matt Rule hasn't stuck around anywhere farther than three years.
2: Correct. And Matt Rule has technically won a championship more recently. Than Kurt Ferrans, as he won the American Athletic Conference in 2016. Woo! Woo! In a rebuilt temple program that he put back on the map there.
0: Scott Frost won won the whatever American Athletic Conference. Scott Frost won a national championship. What do you want to keep bringing up? Scott Frost coached for a national championship at Oregon. What what has Matt Rule done? He won uh, American Athletic you are, Conference. You
2: are – your your take is so bad. You are ready to pull the plug on a guy who's been there one year and has to program with that more wins no this than, year.
0: He showed that he's no better than Frost.
2: But, but again, he's coaching Scott Frost's kids – and he's got more wins, but that with doesn't it. change the fact of
0: the coaching that comes down to clock management at the end of the games and the play calling. He does not have the. He's not taking the play calls. To or, sit
2: here and tell whatever. me, you can put this out there, T. Put it on Twitter. Who would you rather have as a head coach for the next five years? Kurt Ferrandt, Matt Rule. That's and not what, I guarantee not you, even the argument. I guarantee you. That's not even the argument. Put it up right now. Put it on the that board. Was not the put argument. Put it on the board. That was okay. not the argument. What's the argument? Then, then take it off for five years. We don't even need to cap it. Who do you want as your head coach? Kurt Ferentz or Matt Rule? Put it on the Kurt board. Ferentz. And I Kurt guarantee Ferentz. you, nobody Kurt wants Kurt I'll Ferentz. Be in a Big Ten Iowa doesn't even want Kurt Ferentz. I don't be in, think that's true. I'd be in the Big Ten Kurt Championship. Kurt I yeah, was ready a... to ship him out. They're making him fire his son so that he's going to retire. That's, that's how tired they are of him.
0: No, that shows that they want a new offensive coordinator. Unfortunately, no, like no, here no, Nebraska, no. here in Nebraska. are We want to
2: make them lose
0: Kirk. So they Nebraska, are tired we take both of them. pictures. We take pictures because we were to the game and we stayed the whole time, even though we got beat forty-five to seven. But we're great fans. I'm not we saying we stick around through beat a down. blowout. And I'm it's pains in year we, one, and that's why we back and Matt Rule to it in the year end. Two? We don't care. We back into the end because we are the best fans and we go to 45 to seven losses. Guess what? Kirk Ferentz is a better coach than Matt Rule. That's why he's in the Big Ten Championship game. That is why Iowa is going to beat Nebraska and keep them from going to a bowl game, which is an absolute failure of a year and why Matt Rule needs to be fired. If you can't make a bowl game, that is flat out ridiculous. Guess what? North western's coach comes in a year before the season starts and makes a bowl game and you're out here with a so-called better program that counts itself on championships per ubisoft yeah that's a failure he needs to go i want a guy that's going to come in and
2: win year one because it ain't that hard Yes, Jason. I did say that. I did tell you that Nebraska grades off at championships because that's how they grade seasons here. That's what we're accustomed to. That's what we are used to. This last 15 years, this last 10 years has been terrible football, but you know what? Sometimes you got to get knocked down to get back up again. Nebraska is still a top 10 program in total wins because it's a winning program that grades off at championships. And I can tell you right now, Kirk Ferris wouldn't have lasted 20 years at Nebraska with the mediocrity head coaching job he's done at Iowa because Iowa doesn't grade the same way and everybody knows that. But let's just turn our attention to this week since you seem to think it's going to be a blowout in Iowa's favor. What's the final score you've got?
0: I never said it was going to be a blowout. I just came out here and said that Kirk Ferentz is a better coach than Matt Rule at this point. You can't you can't argue with me. Who's going to the Big Ten Championship? I got Iowa. Knock it off, the Huskers. Nine to three, and that is a lucky three where we're going to get an interception and somehow get it into field goal position and hit a hit a field goal while we can't move the ball.
1: Well, Jason, I think you're being pretty lenient with the Huskers in this one, just playing that close of a game with the Iowa. I am on the bearish side right now from what I've seen. I mean, Iowa beat down Rutgers 22-0, and I'm not even sure we could go out there and beat Rutgers. So I got Iowa coming out on top of on us in this game, and I got us losing 21-0. to I think we're getting shut out. Our offense sucks. Iowa's defense is fantastic, and I think it's going to be a terrible it's... game to watch to where at halftime we may as well just turn it off.
0: Yeah,
2: that's that's a terrible take here. This offensive team, there's Iowa team has we We've zero, lost
1: three straight I, games
2: to way worse teams than Iowa. And, and we've played each one of them close and lost it on our own account at the Woo! end of the game. <laughs> you guys can do that chime all you want. You both, Jason, you picked a 6-6 six and six team, and we're you're not going to get Complaining about it. And we're not going to get
0: there.
2: And we're not going to get there. Yeah, you you guys are picking this game terribly. Nebraska is going to win the game. It's not going to be close. Twenty to four. Iowa gets two safeties. Are you picking a steamroll there, Vessel?
1: Are you picking, there, are you uh, picking us to steamroll them? This is the
2: number sixteen team roll. in the country. It's
1: not. Hold on. Yeah, the it's only reason they're number sixteen roll.
2: is because they've won nine hold games. And how many phone. have we won? How many
0: have we won? The math is not hard here, Pisa. The math is truly not hard. We suck. We're not going to put up points against them. You're acting like Iowa's defense is overrated. We see what they've done. We've seen what they've done. Overrated. And our offense is finale.
1: Overrated. Well, let me tell you, Jason. Overrated. Fiesel is not confident at all in this game because he's picking a big Husker win, but he's not willing to call it a steamroll. And that tells you right there, folks, all you because need to know because Fiesel steamroll- called
2: a lot worse game Tiesel, steamrolls. Tiesel, uh, a steamroll you need to be able to score touchdowns here. I think Nebraska's going to get two of them, but they're going to have to settle for field goals there. And the only points I was going to put up is when the defense has safeties because we fumble the ball and get tackled in the end zone. And I do want to add one
0: more thing. I want to add one more thing. I did have this team six and six at the beginning of the season. But I had them losing to Iowa and the Hawkeyes. And guess what? That is exactly what is going to happen. The Huskers are going to fall again. They're going to end the year five and seven. Flat out ridiculous to not make a bowl game. And I'm going to compare us to Northwestern now. Northwestern had one win last year. One win. I'll keep bringing this up. One win. It was against us in Ireland, and clearly they were better than us then, and clearly they're better than us now.
1: Well, it's hard to argue that because they got a better record. I mean, at this point in time, I'm putting us, the only team below us right now is Purdue in my mind because I'm looking at conference schedule only. I don't care who you played out of conference, who you didn't play out of conference. Purdue's two and six were three and five. Minnesota's three and five. Illinois's three and five. I don't have confidence if we were playing any of these teams this week, I don't have any confidence that we would beat them. I don't, but just strictly on conference record, I'm putting Purdue below us.
0: Can't disagree with that.
1: But let's talk about something just more positive. And let's focus on the teams that actually show up and want to compete and play every week. And that would be the basketball team and the women's volleyball team, the women's soccer team, and the women's basketball team. These are, th- these are four great teams putting it all on the line. And and yeah. let's just talk about basketball for a second. I am normally mm-hmm. very, very bearish when it comes to Nebraska basketball. And we just blew out Oregon State this past week. I'm buying in. I'm, I'm in. I mean, the fact that we're undefeated and we just blew out Oregon State tells me this team is good enough yeah. to make the NCAA tournament.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's let's pump the brakes here. Let's actually get a win over some good teams here. Um, we've got two very winnable games here. Listen, it's the first time in a Fred Hoyberg's career at Nebraska that we had four wins to start the season. We're at five now. We're five and zero. Oh. We've got a very realistic opportunity to be seven and zero oh going into Creighton. Creighton's going to be ranked in the top ten here. And is this team talented enough to knock Creighton off in back-to-back years? I think so, but it's gonna to remain to be seen. And then you jump into some difficult conference games right after that. And so they've got a tough road ahead, T so. I don't I don't know that I'm ready to sign them up for an NCAA tournament bid yet. Yeah, they're definitely starting out hot here, but I gotta agree with B The Big
0: Ten is arguably one of the top Big Ten uh arguably one of the top basketball conferences in college basketball. I mean, I don't know who you're going to put them again, ab- above them. I mean, the Big 12, top heavy. They got Kansas, whoopty freaking do ACC, top heavy. They got Duke, whoop freaking do And, you know, SEC, top heavy. They got Kentucky. Nobody cares. So the Big 10 has more depth. But I do got to say, this is a flat-out phenomenal feeling, 5-0. and If you get to 18, 17, 18 wins as the Huskers, you're going to, to the tournament. Yeah, you're going dancing for sure.
2: And and gonna I going to you, you're going to have to win some big games to go dancing. No, nope. if they have the 17,
0: 18 wins, they're going dancing. Mm-hmm. If at that point if they you, have a if couple big wins, you don't beat wins.
2: any any good teams, you're not going. It doesn't because matter if they have 17, 18 no, wins. Out of the Big, a, of the big 10, the only way, go. if they if they yes. don't win any big games in the Big 10, they have to win the Big 10 tournament. Which probably isn't realistic. That is not true. If you have seventeen to eighteen wins and you don't win against a ranked team,
0: nobody cares. You got seventeen to eighteen wins and you're the Big Ten. They they do care. They they don't, but they do. Okay. Well, we saw if they knock off Creighton,
1: then it really doesn't even matter what you do in Big Ten play as long as you don't lose. You know, two out of three. You know, if you just go five hundred Big Ten play and you beat Creighton, you're good to go. And luckily for them, they got Creighton at home this year.
0: I disagree with that. And they beat them last year, don't forget. And yeah. I do believe that the Huskers are going to have a great opportunity going this year in Big Ten play.
2: So, Jsel you you would say they have to be two games better than they were last year to make the tournament? Yes. The team had 16 wins last year, didn't make it. Yes. I don't know that they'll get to that point.
0: They're already, you know, five wins. What were they last year, two and five, two and three?
2: uh to start the season they started um what was it three and one and then you got to six and three after about at the creighton time when you played creighton and beat creighton you were six and three
0: yeah we're already flat out way better than that at the start of the year this husker team is revamped new team we're coming after it this year. And I think they got a great opportunity to make the tournament. I don't think they're going think... to make the tournament. I'm not locking it in. They got a lot better opportunity than it's, I thought they it's would. It's
2: definitely, it's it's a great opportunity for them there. And this is the team that has the best opportunity to do it. But we also need to turn our attention here. Like Giselle said, there's a couple other programs in this school that like winning. Apparently that's uh, only a common occurrence on uh on the women's side and then the men's basketball team. But how about the women's soccer team for the first time since 99, making the elite eight, they've got Stanford coming up this weekend here. And listen, they've got a shot here. It's they are two games away from the, uh, from the national championship here and all the power to the girls here. Here's hoping they can uh, take some magic and run with it.
1: Yeah, be so I'm with you there. That's awesome for them. Electric program, you know. You hope that they keep it, keep it going. I mean, Stanford's going to be a tough matchup for them. Obviously, when you get to the elite eight, every matchup is going to be tough. But you know, just keep it going, keep the momentum going for the program for the women's soccer team, and just keep pumping each other up. And what I want to focus on is more so with the women's volleyball team because what they are doing is incredible and. I mean, we should I mean, we should dedicate all of our podcast moving forward to the women's volleyball team because they dominate people. They're undefeated. They only have two games to go to be undefeated on the season. And yes, I know they got a Wisconsin, a tough Wisconsin matchup coming, but the way I see it, if they get past Wisconsin, we have an undefeated regular season. I mean, they're gonna be a hands-down favorite. I mean, I bet you it's gonna be like Minus 500 for them to win the championship. They're that talented this year. They're dominating. And it's fitting that this is the year that, you know, we hosted the volleyball game in Memorial stadium and got the most viewed uh, game for women. It's, it's fitting that it's this season.
0: Well, I'm glad everyone else could see it there. Tso does not want to hear me talk at all, but, the Huskers soccer team, I want to turn it back to, are 17 and three and three ties, but 17 and three on the year. That is flat out phenomenal. They got a Nick Saban winning record over here with an 800 winning percentage this year. But yeah, you want to bring up this, you know, women's volleyball. Big game coming Friday against Wisconsin, mind you. This is a game you need to win. Wisconsin has dropped a few since the Huskers took them on at home and knocked them off to stay undefeated and perfect throughout the year. This is the team to do it. They've had a couple close calls against you know lesser teams where it showed that the team was going to bind together and come back at the end, like against Penn State on the road.
2: Yeah, and it all it all lines up for a very busy Friday in the state of Nebraska. You've got the football team taken on Iowa in a bid for bowl eligibility. You got the volleyball team taken on Wisconsin, who's a top 10 program. And then you've got the soccer team played in the elite eight against Stanford here. And I got to tell you guys, I would take and bet the house on Nebraska for the clean sweep trifecta on Friday, black Friday, November 24th.
0: I do want to just say that these tickets up in Madison for the Wisconsin versus Nebraska volleyball game are more expensive tickets than the football games.
1: That's not a shock, j because the football game's been letting everybody down. I mean, how many times can you get your heart ripped out by the same freaking team? We all watched the same game in overtime, and we all knew they were going to lose, is ultimately what it comes down to. And when you watch this volleyball team, you know that they're going to win. You watch it, you turn on the game, and you know, like, these these girls are going to dominate. And they freaking do, and they never let you down.
0: Yeah, they are definitely fun to watch. But want to thank you guys for another week, for joining us for another week of the Sully Scoop. You're here with J-Sull. b And t And don't forget to follow and like and you can listen to the Sully Scoop anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify or YouTube and catch us on social media on X, TikTok and Instagram. And we have a Facebook page.
2: Go Big Red.